All right, here we are. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Insight Now, the anniversary celebration. This is episode 52. Uh, we have been uh, doing this so a little over a year now with uh, uh, Mark and Peter and myself. And uh, along the way, we picked up some people um, and have enjoyed, uh, enjoyed great conversations over this last year. Uh, Mark's been doing stuff with Daniel and Tim, who's having some technical issues. He'll be off and on. Uh, so uh, we're excited to hear from Tim when he's available. Uh, he, I'm hopefully he'll jump on here in just a moment. Um, and uh, we're going to go around and introduce ourselves. Um, and uh, Mark, we'll start with you. And uh, then we will end with me and uh, jump into the conversation today. One thing to keep in mind, we will have people in the chat talking, sharing their thoughts as well. When those th thoughts come up, I'm just going to put them on the screen. You can read it. You can talk about it. You can ignore it. It doesn't really matter. They're just going to be coming up as they come. Um, and um, hopefully it will spark some things in us as it always does. So with that, we'll start with you, Mark. And uh, good to see you, man. Hey. Yeah, it's, it's good to be here. This is a pretty exciting day for me to be able to see the group of people that uh, we've uh, come to develop uh, who've uh, been online. And um, uh, I, I'm just really excited about it. Uh, all the way from Australia, so um, up and over, not down under. Um, up and over. And um, it's... Uh, you know, it's it's springtime here in Australia, so uh, which is a really interesting concept from from biblical basis, um, and uh, and so you know I'm part of Insight now. You know, one of the founders and uh, Kingdom Development Group. So um, I'm I'm just really excited when I get together with people who have same tribe people, and and get to see God in the midst of all of that. It's the Holy Spirit working things together, triggering things. Uh, and bringing forth some things that that can't come necessarily from an individual, but can come from a group. Come on. Um, so thanks for everybody joining. I'm sure hoping that Tim can overcome some of those technical issues that are keeping him from, because I know he's got some things to say too that I want to hear. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right, well, let's move around the board. Daniel. Yeah, hey guys. Well, I'm just happy to be here with you guys as well. Um, I hope, uh, being a relational guy, I love doing it uh, more than married here, if you ask me. Uh, it can be a lot of fun. And so, um, yeah, so I, I actually met Mark just a couple years ago and uh, helped him establish uh, Kingdom Development Group. And I'm currently sitting in my truck, so excuse the like light here, but um, I'm actually traveling to um, to be, travel around the states, deposit some things, and pick some things up along the way. Um, and so it's just been a season of uh, faith and trust. Uh, you know, just being as Mark would say, convinced um, of who God is and what mm -hmm. He's got before me. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at, and I'm excited to be here. Yeah, awesome. Well, let's hit Peter. Well, don't hit me. Don't hit me. Uh, I'm Peter I'm Peter from Columbus, can't hurt Ohio. <laughs> and uh, this is a real excitement for me to be with all these friends. And uh, you'll get to meet Jeremy, I think, next year, who's a great friend from Columbus. So great to have Jeremy on. Uh, I've got a beautiful family here in Columbus, pastor, a church, consultant, education. Um, 
And it's just really my heart for God to have the full hearts of all of his children. And um, mm. uh, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited for this season and I'm really interested to hear what comes out in this call. I think there's going to be a lot of synergy and convergence in this call. Awesome. Well, welcome, Jeremy, to your first live insight now. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks for letting me be a part of this and join y'all. My name is Jeremy Mangersheen, and I live here in Columbus, Ohio, with my amazing wife and three sons. A little bit about me, my life's work, I would say, is exploring connection with God, with myself, with others, and just seeing how insanely deep and broad that, that experience can be. I'm a creator, I'm an artist, I love people, I love friends, and I love exploring life together with people and seeing people thrive, seeing people live a life of adventure and abundance and uh, really push on the boundaries of what's possible. Come on, that's awesome. All right, now let's meet the power couple. Nathaniel and Amy. Yeah, hi. Hello. Um, Nathaniel and Amy. Uh, we pastor a church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota called Presence Church. And um, I'm pretty much go after all things family and kingdom. Um, but but especially the, the family piece, just love to see um, families start to thrive and and build legacies that that establish um not just generations but nations and and um building families as a as the foundational building block of societies and nations and seeing world transformation come through the home um so that's what we're all about yeah. and we homeschool our five kids they're ages eight to 13 and um also very i'm very passionate about just God's presence and the Lordship and sovereignty Jeremy's of Jesus. And, <laughs> right. That was five kids in five years. You're right. Yeah. Anyway, the sovereignty and power of Jesus and, and seeing God's kids walk in the fullness of everything that Jesus paid yes. for. Come so. on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm Chris and, um, uh, pastor church in Sandpoint, Idaho, at the tip of the northern spear of the states, and I I love uh, love where I live. It's absolutely gorgeous here, and um, I also do a lot of business consulting and marketing consulting. Own a marketing company, and um, with that, uh, we're really passionate about equipping people to go change the world. Um, you know, it's it's um, it's really good to be passionate about people. And we want to see um, lives and all the spheres of influence transformed. Um, so wherever people are planted, we want them to thrive in that for the kingdom of God. Um, so it doesn't matter where you're at or what it looks like. We're going to help you get where you need to go in that. So that's our passion and heart. And um, been involved with Insight Now since I think we're on year seven, Mark, six, year six. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so um he took a little trip up to sandpoint got to meet him up here and and uh, took a couple years for us to really uh, about a year for us to really deep dive relationally but uh, we got there and um we've had some powerful times together here in sandpoint as well as in labarge and 
uh, other places mm -hmm. in California and, and such. So um, excited for what the Lord's doing right here, right now on this broadcast, uh, celebrating the year together, as well as Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year. We're in the middle of it here, uh, which is exciting. Uh, so when we looked at the calendar for our anniversary celebration, that just leaped off the page and said, okay, let's let's celebrate the turning from a year 5781 to 5782 uh, in the Hebrew calendar and um, and see what the Lord has for us in this season. Um, so with that, I'll kick it back so, over to Mark. Yeah. Can I just, um, just in case we see uh, Tim able to overcome some of the, and come on, yes. uh, Tim, um, Tim is from the, the, the far north of uh, Australia. I've known him for 20, more than 20 years. We've traveled together. Um, and uh, he pastors a, a church called uh, Restoration Centers in uh, a place called Bundaberg uh, in Queensland. So uh, some of you may have had um, Bundaberg ginger beer, which is now right across the world, um, or Bundaberg rum, uh, whether you want to admit to that or not. Uh, uh, but it's it certainly is um, uh, strategically an apostolic center, and it's part of the reason that God has put him there. He's got a great heart for this nation, and he's got a mantle uh, over the, this nation, and particularly for uh, equipping, um, you know, smaller groups of people, or actually being equipping um, people. So it's it's a it's a great church. I love being there with them. Um, it's it's one of those places that uh, is very much. Uh, you feel at home when you, it's not your home. You know, it's like, it's not something forced. It's something that happens very, 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 very naturally. And it's a, a very empowering place, which is quite different um, for particularly other Australian um, um, churches, in, in my opinion. It's just it's created such an empowering culture. So I, I hope he's going to be able to overcome some of those things. So if yeah. we do see him, you know, you know who, who is talking, you'll, you'll certainly understand he's from Australia when he opens his mouth uh, from <laughs> his uh, accent, um, which we don't think we have. But yeah. Um, and so one of the things that um, I, I think we've been talking about is a term called convergence um, or a concept of convergence. And I think that the, that the era that we're in is very much about convergence I don't think we understand fully what that is. We know the definition of that, which is a coming together, a uniting together. Um, a, a, and I think there are some things that are, or some barriers that are going to break down, um, very much like dissolving, that we're going to see a greater understanding of convergence. And so we can see it already when you get some gifts together for an event, you know, you get a different apostles and prophets and and uh, different gifts that come together for an event, like a conference or something like that. You can see the convergent effect. You can feel it. You can feel the anointing. Mm -hmm. You can feel uh, the breakthrough that comes simply because those uh, are giftings are together and operating together. But I think that we're going to see much more of that happen uh, on a relational basis, which is more sustained. Um, you know, so I think that there's 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 room for events. But there's also greater room for a sustained convergent, and I think that we're going to see convergence happen uh, in a number of areas within within the kingdom, um, and particularly um, we're going to see convergence happen uh, in a place where it's. It, it, I think it's going to bring forth miraculous solutions. Um, 
you know, we're we're living in a in a place where there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of complex issues, um, more so than ever, um, and um, there are people trying to come up with solutions to those. I don't think we're going to see kingdom solutions to some of those sorts of things. Uh, do we have Tim back online? Yes, we do. Hey, Tim. Hello. <laughs> okay, we're, we're back. Mark actually did a little introduction of, of who you are. So if you could tell us a little bit about you and your passion and heart, uh, that would be wonderful to hear from you. Yeah, look, hopefully it doesn't break up. For some reason, it just keeps dropping out. But um, I, I guess in short, um, for a long time, I guess my heart has just been purely for Jesus and, and for the kingdom of God and um, to allow other stuff to be stripped away. You know, people just need a fresh encounter with Jesus more than ever. And, um, yeah, I guess I carry a father's heart and for people to walk in that intimacy of relationship and know that they're loved and accepted and secure and out of that place they can love and minister to others, healing and wholeness. So that's about me. <laughs> that was perfect timing. It doesn't get better than that, really. Like if you're going to cut out at the end of a sentence, is better than the beginning. Respect. But yeah, seriously. And he's he's back. He's back. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I think I might just have to leave it. Unfortunately, it's. Um, my phone says it won't accept StreamYard on Google, so I'm not sure. Uh, Huh. Very oh. interesting. Wow. Very interesting. Mm. Well, mm. I would say I would say that you've got something to say, Tim. Like <laughs> there's some some reason why it's kicking you out and the rest yeah. of us are not. You know, so you better just you just start just talk. Just talk right now while you've got while you're on. Just just say something. Come on, whatever you feel. Um this could be a bit controversial, is that right? <laughs> oh, we're yeah. good with that. Um <laughs> uh, the Lord has been speaking to me lately about that the church is the spiritual barometer of our nation. And um, you know, the things that we're seeing in our nation is in Australia, uh for example, division is because the church has been so divided that mm. we've allowed things in because we are divided. And people have got to start to hear the fact that, you know, unity is not turning up and running an event together once every six months, but unity is a position of the heart. It's where we worship Jesus, we put him first, and we truly love our brothers and sisters. And, you know, we just we got to stop, you know, getting those obstacles that are in the way, and, and uh, we've got to come back to the simple stuff. And that's, um, you know, that's a that's a... That's a good word. That's what that is. Mm. Can I piggyback on that? Yes. yes. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know if he was on when Mark was speaking, but they were actually speaking the same thing. I don't know. Mm -hmm. if there's yeah. There's, Convergence and yeah. unity. Right. So Mark was talking about um, convergence, but if to, to, to the human eye, it could look like we're seeing diver. You know, times when God is divergence and the big reason for that is tim was just talking about the church's approach and the quote-unquote the world's approach right and they're really utilizing the same games unfortunately because what the world's doing is looking actually for solidarity and not unity and that's yeah. what mm. happens yeah, that's 
That's what happens when you try to unite around a belief system, including truth. And that's hard to hear a lot of time for believers. Mm -hmm. we think, but we think our truth, the truth that we find in scripture is what defines us. Jesus is what defines us. And the only yeah. thing that can truly <laughs> unify is love. Yep. And so we're going to start to actual unity, actual convergence around relationship and love. And we're seeing that. But in the short term, it could appear as divergence. So so it was really interesting. We've, we had a brief conversation beforehand about the year 5782. Um, and it was really interesting because um, when I was studying out the number two, you know, it's you know, we're looking at eight being the decade of the pay or the mouth, but then two being mm -hmm. the house, but the other translation of the house is division. And, and so, you know, it's, I, I think we're prophetically speaking into this year being the house that's divided coming back together. And I, and I think that's the, that's the thing I was picking up on with the house and the mouth that we have to declare that the house will not be divided. So, so, yeah. so if just just as another part of that, um, I, I was listening to some some teaching from um, a, a scholar, Hebrew scholar, who was talking about um, looking at the second letter of the alphabet. Uh, the first um, being um, in relation to the to the father and a silent a silent letter, and then he was saying that the second letter in the it was bet which actually uh, where you get Ben or son. And he was, he was just saying last year was about keeping silent. Last year was about keeping um, quiet, learning to listen. And, but this year is about the son and it's about truth. It's a declaration of the truth. Um, and so I think that's another perspective that we're coming into uh, this, this year, which is, it's, it's not about either or, it's about both of those. It's about the house mm -hmm. not being divided, but they're coming opportunities to speak truth mm -hmm. and truth bringing freedom, truth um, being a declaration that's going to, you know, you shall know the truth. And the truth, it's the truth that will bring you into freedom, that will bring you mm -hmm. into release. Um, and I, I think that we're going to see some some truth come forth. And I don't think it's just only going to be the church. I think it's going to be the father revealing some things that have been hidden before that have been lies that will come out and to be very, very clear to be the truth or the truth is going to arise. And often you, we see lies, lies manifesting themselves and becoming, and, and it's, it's can be very depressing because it's like, you know, how can you believe this sort of stuff? And then in a moment, truth comes out and it's just the light, the, the light's turned on and the, and the darkness just flees. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that it's, it's helpful to also be aware that lies being revealed, it isn't necessarily like, oh, mm -hmm. the discovery of some secret thing. It can also yep. be the, the revelation that this fruit is bad. You know, yeah. we thought we planted yeah. something good. We we weren't sure or the, the harvest was mixed or whatever it was. It's the wheat and the tares kind of thing. It's like it looks the same. It looks the same. It looks the same. Oh, yeah. wait. Now there's a clear distinction between the good and the bad. 
-hmm. if this is actually getting us where we want to go, we need to change to something better. We need to, to repent, change, get straight, whatever it, whatever that the right word there is. But mm -hmm. so, so as things are being revealed, it might just be, oh my gosh, this system is crumbling <laughs> because it's not built on a good foundation or there isn't actually wisdom in it. It's foolishness. And so there's no stability or, or strength to it. Um, versus uh, yeah it might not just be like secrets oh someone's hidden thing yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah go ahead daniel i think i think sometimes we can camp around the truth you know so uh when mm. when jeremy was talking about we need to sometimes it's not necessarily truth but it's jesus you know um I, i've talked before how jesus is the truth so it says jesus says i am the way the truth and the life right so he is truth so i've often wondered the question I'll is truth could he not then say one thing is true and then if he says well i now i say this is true you see what i'm saying it's like that it can be a new thing instead of camping mm. around a truth that we heard a year ago maybe he's saying okay that was truth then but I declare what's truth. It's not a thing. It is me. And so if I say this is truth now, we're supposed to move <laughs> off the camp of that truth to the new truth. Well, and that messes with the modern mind that only truth is stable, right? Like mm. the only stability that we actually have is the truth that we can claim as truth. And yet when Jesus says, no, I'm, I'm, moving yeah. in a different direction go ahead jeremy there's fifty thousand denominations that all have the uh trademark on truth right yep <laughs> yep 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 yet, yet jesus christ himself is the same yesterday today and forever that's and right so he he becomes unshakable and like i think it maybe was amy was saying this before um that Hebrews 12 says that God is once more shaking everything that can be shaken. But since mm -hmm. we're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, right? And so there, there has been quite a shaking that's going on. And um, this, um, this verse came to me about this call, Hosea 6. It says, come and let us return to the Lord. And I think that there might be something in this about the decade. Listen, for he is torn, but he will heal us. He is stricken, but he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up that we might live in his sight. Let us know. Let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. His going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter and former rain to the earth. That's good. I think I think that there's yeah. something that's going on with the fear of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think. They, um, go ahead, Mark. Well, yeah, I just pick up on that because I think one of the things that the enemy um, does, um, humanity, uh, or part of that, um, is is to cause there to be focus on the wrong part of that. So, so mm -hmm. like if we if it's meant to be about the fear of the Lord, then what gets highlighted is fear, right? Mm -hmm. Not fear of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the things that uh, a trick of the enemy is to cause you to focus on, on the negative or focus on what is happening or what is wrong rather us because what that does 
is it stops you from being involved in what we would call displacement th theory. So the displacement happens because you put salt in water, right? The water becomes salty. The displacement comes when you turn the light on and the darkness flees, right? Which is both things that Jesus said that we were, salt and light. And I think that the more that we focus upon how are we to displace these things rather than these things are happening, so, you know, what are we going to do about these things, right? Yeah. So the focus focus can be on what's wrong. The focus can be on what's not happening. The focus upon what people are doing, you know, all, all the things that are going on, and therefore we miss about what we're supposed to be declaring, what we're supposed to be releasing which is therefore designed to displace, you know, what is what is happening. You know, we, we, we know that where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. So therefore, grace must be more powerful than sin. Yes. Right. Yep. So, Nathaniel, you mentioned before about displacement, right, about this concept yeah. of displacing things. Can you speak a little bit more because that was on your heart today? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, coming into tonight and just, uh, asking the Lord, what does he want to say over this year? I felt like he he um, was taking me to the creation account, Genesis 1, where it says that, that the, the earth was filled like it was formless and void. And um, I just got stuck on that phrase. And I felt like the Lord was saying, fill the void. And, um, and that this call for the body of Christ in this time really is i mean it's the it's this holiness which yes is about a righteous standard but it's more about being drawn away but i always explain it to our kids like you know the china that is special and you only use it once or twice a year like that's holy it's set apart it's not the common daily use thing so it's like what are we drawing ourselves apart to um or or proverbs is guard your heart it's not what you're guarding from it's what you're guarding for like we set ourselves apart unto the Lord that we are for his use, not for common use. And, and so that's dealing with the house, right? Like we already mm -hmm. talked about, you deal with the house, you get rid of the stuff that is the common use stuff and you set yourself apart unto the purposes of the Lord. And that begins his presence, his weightiness begins to fill this void inside of us that we've been filling with whatever other things that distract us or numb us or self-medicate us, etc., And then out of that fullness, we then can begin filling other things. And that that's going to come as we press into the Lord for wisdom. And I felt like we're already seeing the, the, uh, the counterfeit version of it in a couple different ways of people turning okay. to man-made laws or an overstressing of government or religious laws or whatever, but it's things that are done in man's abilities and man's wisdom. And what the Lord is calling us is to draw away into him, be filled with his holiness and his wisdom. And out of that wisdom, we have the, he, he, really he's saying he's coming to create in the chaos and the void and he's calling us to co-create with him. So it's, it's time to build, it's time to fill the void. Specifically, in talking about displacing, it, it, uh, what how that ties together is just the. In the past, I feel like the church has often been like, "Oh, that's the darkness. That's the darkness. That's bad. That needs to go away," and we just 
we just push, 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 and we, we just try to get rid of it. But you can't, you, like, that doesn't work. You can't create a vacuum. <laughs> it, you know, something's going to fill it. And so you yep. have to fill that void. You can't just get rid of darkness. You have to displace it. And yep. that's going to come by building, and building requires wisdom, and wisdom comes from, from the Lord, which comes from what we get by drawing aside and being holy under him. Amen. That's really good. Um, I'm going to get, I, I want to get to Amy here uh, briefly because something that we, something that, that was said earlier, I think really um, comes to light here because Mark said that we're going to have opportunities to speak truth. Yeah. Right. And, and then we talk about Jesus is truth, right? So uh, we're going to have opportunities to speak Jesus. And yet the mouthpiece of our, uh, of all of our nations is the media, right? So they're the mouthpieces that traffic in fear and um, traffic in that. And you had a really interesting take on the 5782 and what the Lord was doing with Gideon. So can you share a little bit about that? Because I think that weaves perfectly into the truth aspect and things being revealed. Mm -hmm. Well, um, two years ago, when it turned to 5780, I just started studying out 80 being pay and the year of the mouth. Well, the mouth is also the voice. Um, and when we speak, when God spoke, creation responded. And if you study the vibration of sound, creation responds to the vibration, right? And so it, it hasn't been a surprise to me that we've seen our mouths covered, that we've seen censorship happening, especially over Christians and what can actually be released over the airwaves. And so it seems like the media has taken the opportunity, but but the Bible does reference that Satan is one of the prince of the power of the air. And so in this decade, a decade of the voice, um, the Lord just started speaking to me out of the story of Gideon and how the Midianites, who, in, who then for me translated to be media, the Midianites, we're coming and oppressing Israel, strongly oppressing Israel. And we've seen in Canada's churches, you know, really strongly oppressed in different nations, the church being really oppressed and the church's voice being almost cut off completely. Um, and so when God came to Gideon <laughs> to have him rise up, the first thing that Gideon had to do was to go and clean the idols out of his father's house and out of his own home. And so it's interesting that the year 82, that two, again, I think Mark talked about this as vet, the second letter, but it, but the symbol of it means a house. And so um, mm -hmm. the first place that the cleansing comes is to the house. And and I think Come that's on. awesome Come to on. talk about maybe in, in one of the Peters, you know, about the Lord mm -hmm. starts with, with cleansing his house. And so um, that's where I'll stop. <laughs> that's excellent. That's excellent. Yeah. Peter, um, yeah, that's that's so good, Amy. And I think that, you know, I've been on a journey where the Lord's been speaking to me and a friend about the surrendered will. And in that process, I realized um, and I know this is this sounds you know bad, but I realized how much idolatry was in my life. Um, and there's probably still more to discover. But what what drives that out is to run to God. And as we run to God, that stuff goes away. Um, and as we delight ourselves in the Lord, it brings a purity to not only what we do. And I wasn't talking about sin per se, but the motives of what we do, even the Lord is yeah. purifying. And when we talk about the fear of the Lord, what I what the Lord's shown me is that the grace of God is God giving himself completely to us. His promises, salvation on the cross, everything is yes and amen. But the fear of the Lord is us giving ourselves completely back to him. 
And so the the whole process of the fear of the Lord is responding to his love wow. by loving him back. And we're his friends if we do what he commands us. And yeah. I think that there is a purity, like Tim's saying, like if the Lord's telling Tim, hey, the reason that some of this is happening in the nation is because the church has allowed it to happen there first. Right. And if what you're saying, Amy, is like the the Gideon, the, the, the idols in his own household had to be taken down first and the reference to one of the letters of Peter. And this mm -hmm. is very much what I'm hearing mm -hmm. as well. And to be honest with you, I think that a major, major trouble that a lot of the particularly the charismatic church is having with this uh, right now it, or could have with it is we know we've gotten the, the teaching of our identity in Christ so strongly and sonship so strongly. And we should never back off of that because that's the basis of everything. And we've also gotten the word of faith and we know the power of our mouth. However, it says that you ask and you, you don't have because you don't ask, James 4, but you ask and don't receive because you ask wrongly because your passions are wrong or your desires are wrong for it. And I think the Lord's bringing a, a cleansing to some of those sorts of things. And they're, they're in conjunction, the surrendered will goes with the word of faith, right? The fear of the Lord goes with identity in Christ and the grace of God. They go together. Mm -hmm. And when those truths mm -hmm. get held in tension, we're going to see a power released from the body of Christ. And what we need to do that to circle back, what we need to do is to stop being in camps, stop being in truth camps where you think that you figured it out. Because as soon as we figured it out, we've, we've limited our access to the kingdom because blessed are the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of God. It's dependency that allows us to ask, access more of the kingdom. And so when we think we've got God figured out, we've actually insulated ourselves from greater measures of the kingdom. And so I think that God's wanting to expose himself to the believers as being much more than our theology had given room mm -hmm. for him before. And we're going to see a lot of ands start to develop where we <laughs> could only see or. Mm -hmm. Well, that's exactly what I was going to follow on with, Peter, because I knew that's where you were going. Um, because it's essential. It really is essential in this time to understand and not only to understand but to embrace and, A-N-D. Mm. Because mm. if you think about division, division says it's either that or it's that. Yeah. Right. Yep. You know, um, yep. division are. is about excluding uh, and yet everything in the in the scripture is about and. If you don't understand and, yes. the concept of the and, it's this and it's this. If you don't understand in the kingdom, you can have your cake and you can eat it too. Yes. Um, because it's it's not about it's not about diminishing, it's about actually adding on. Yes. It's actually it's yes. actually taking us into abundance because uh, abundance is a is an is a result of and. So it's like Yes, we can have this, you know, holiness and this and this and this. Yes. Um, and yet much of the much of the body of Christ just says, no, no, no. It's either it's either the sovereignty of God or it's the it's the free will of man. You can't have both. <laughs> well, actually, you can have both. Yes. And it's because it's miraculous to have both of those things. And and we live in a miraculous time. That's right. Right. And so so. What's happening right at the moment is about getting into position. Mm. It's about taking a position and God dealing with some things, um, bringing us into a different place so that we're in a different position mm -hmm. so that we can actually handle what's yet to come. That's, Mark, that's, um, that's what the displacement word is also about. Yeah. 
Um, that, yeah. that, that's been a big word that I've been hearing for a while. And actually, my life is a representation of that. A lot of times, the words God gives me, actually, my life actually happens to be an example of that. And then he teaches me that as I go. Um, God said there was a famine in the land. And he said that to Abram. And he said, go to the land that I'm sending you. Because he wanted to give him an abundance. Yeah. Last year, uh, I'm not too pleased to say this, but last year God said there's going to be a famine in the land. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. we think we're all in agreement that God, uh, God is a God of abundance. We believe in limited resources. Unfortunately, sometimes because of the decisions that we make as human beings, uh, we can cause famine. Okay? Um, not to get political or anything, but we made some decisions and. Uh, the, I, I know the head of the World Food Program last year and continually now, he's going to every president of every nation begging them for more money because there's a famine in the land. There are more people dying of famine than we know. Right now, it's we're insulated from that fortune. Now, what is God doing? God is displacing people not to displace us and separate us, but to situate us so that we can be situated for abundance. Sometimes we need to go into a new land in order to receive the things that God has for us. Mm. That can mean a job, that can mean living in a new state, that can mean a new relationship, that can mean several different things. And what, what God's doing is, is for so long, the church has been caught up in formulaic thinking. Okay, we read a yeah. book. Joe Schmo prophet, Joe Schmo pastor did this thing. He heard from God this way, so I have to hear from God this way. I have to do things. I have to jump to these hoops in order to get the res the results that Joe Joe Schmo prophet got. Those days are over, okay? Yeah. Because we're starting to learn how to hear from God ourselves. Whoa. Now, in community in the context mm -hmm. of this this loving uh, community and things like that. But what happens is now in these days, in order to be insulated from the famine and actually receive and experience abundance, God is speaking to people. It's like a universal call. He's saying go. Now, go for some people could mean stay. You understand what I'm saying? Go could mean mm -hmm. double down on what you're doing. But for a lot of people, it means jump. It's time to go try something new. It's time to go do something different. That's the yeah. But it's not a displacement for, for chaos because usually when we think this displacement, we think chaos and confusion. It's actually displacement into solidarity, or excuse me, into something solid, a foundation mm -hmm. that God wants to give us so that as things get shaken, as the challenges come, because there are challenges coming, it's unfortunate, but we can be the people that, that are running into the issue uh, with resources to help those who don't have, to, to be the, those that, that have strength to offer those who feel weak um, because we heard the call. And that right now, what we should be doing is encouraging people. You need to hear God for yourself. You need to be understanding exactly where God has you and where he's situating you because he might be displacing you. Displacing you might mean going somewhere new. Displacing you might be doing what you're already doing. But you need to hear from God for yourself. So well, like these days of formulaic thinking are have to be over. And yep. one way or the other. Yep. And, and being the decade of the mouth. Right. It's not just about what we say. It is about what we are hearing from his mouth. Right. Mm -hmm. There is there is a weightiness to hearing the voice of God in this decade. And yeah. and as far as like the ability to speak, like when you're talking about the famine, well, oftentimes we speak words of faith because we don't see it. Mm -hmm. 
right? Like we, we, we're, we're not seeing it. So we have to declare the word of the Lord over it. Um, that was really good. I wanted to. Can I speak? On, yeah. Yeah. On Chris. I, I also think we should in, in this thought process with the voice, I think we, we need to be uh, thinking about and processing God, what voice means, because I, I believe that voice is more than just the words that come out of your mouth. I think, mm-hmm. I think language is multifold. Language can take, mm-hmm. your voice can be how you live. Your voice can be um, the things you create. Your voice can be the presence that you carry. Your voice your voice is everything. And, and I think we need to make sure that we don't limit in our language, but what the year of the mm-hmm. voice means, the speaking, the speaking is, is, is more than just, just verbal. So good. So can, so good. So can yeah. I just add to this? If, if we, if we, from what Jeremy was saying, what we've all been saying, um, if we, if we look at Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat had been out getting the house in order, right? He'd been uh, pulling down the Asherah poles, the worship places, what he'd been putting in righteousness, all of those sorts of things, and then he gets word that the enemy's coming against him. So he does everything that he knows to do: declares fast, solemn assembly, remind the Lord, all of those sorts of things, and then. After he's finished with that, God says to him, now, I want you to position yourself. Get into position. I want you to stand, and I want you to see what I'm doing. Because he told him that this was not his fight, right? So when he gets into position, there is a release, a new release of creativity, right? There is a, a creativeness from heaven comes, and gives him a strategy on how to defeat, which is not a strategy you would have dreamed up yourself because it's like it's completely out there. It's, it's, a, it's a solution. It's, 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 it's a crazy solution, but it's a solution that worked. So what, what I'm saying is that positioning, getting yourself into position, allowing God to move you into position is going to release... Uh, there's there's going to come a, a new dimension of creativity, mm. um, and and it's going to come mm-hmm. and it's going to come that it's going to bring solutions um, that are going to speak for themselves. Amen. You know, part of this part of this declaration is not only what we say, but what we do will speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the creative creativity that flows out of us, the solutions that come out of us will reflect the voice that we're listening to. Mm-hmm. If we don't have unique expressions, then we're probably not listening to a unique voice, right? That's good. I yeah. love that. Um, yeah. just, I'm going to kind of piggyback with the word about the famine because the Lord has also been talking to me about the famine. And it was interesting how, I mean, one of the things that he, he was showing me was that Elijah actually declared the famine, but he had to live through what he declared. <laughs> but, but there was provision. But there was provision in that season. And the Lord says that you can, like, he, then he took me to the story of Isaac sowed in the year of famine, and he multiplied. Yeah. He began to multiply so much that it, Egypt was like, hey, you're, you've become too big and we need you to move on. And I felt like the Lord said that this is a year to not hold back, that it doesn't matter what's going on. Like there are two streams that, that concurrent. There was a season that we took that we studied revivalists throughout history. And every single year of history, there has been revival. Well, there's been, you know, uh, the Dust Bowl and World War One and World War Two. That 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 these mm-hmm. concurrent streams, like what's happening in the world, doesn't necessarily mean what's happening 
in the body of Christ because we run on another stream. And so while the world this shifting, and I believe that, that part of this shifting is creating, like Mark said, that space for us to move into in creativity and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Part of what I felt like the shutdown was about was um, starting uh, the creative, the technology, that this is what, what it can actually birth when we finally take a step back and slow down. And that mm-hmm. need becomes the season of invention. So mm-hmm. um, I felt like that, that part on, of this famine, like not only that, not not only that there's this famine, but it's that that the Lord's taking care of his people. Elijah was provided for even in the midst of it. And that it's a season to not hold back, but to continue to build because we're actually going to see the increase while the world sees the decrease. And it's very much not a season to say, wait, who me? Yeah. Because literally (laughs) a single person God called in scripture, none of them said, yeah, seems right. Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Every single person had a, but God, I'm too old, but God, I'm too young, but God, I'm infertile, but God, I'm like every single one of them had a but God and a list of reasons why they were the last person God should pick. So like this is literally I feel like almost screaming this to the body of Christ, but like I don't care your personality wiring. I don't care what that business assessment profile says you have your disc or your strength finders or whatever it is like. Mm-hmm. This is a time yeah, that God is going to use the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. The very fact that you are not qualified is the reason that God's going to pick you and talk um, to you and use to raise you up and 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 bring just like Joseph, like he's the last kid from a, a little tiny family in some backwater town, but he brings him to the capital of the world to establish a, a place of refuge in a time of, of famine and need. It's like, yeah. that is your word. I don't care who you are. Like, every individual that is listening to this or watching this, I am speaking directly to you. That is your word, and you better take it. Come on. Yeah, I, yeah I, I'd, I'd love to. agree with you on the on Yeah, the thank you, Daniel. Keep yeah. going. And, a- Amy, you were talking about Isaac. No, I was, I was... Props. When, I, when God was showing me that about it started with Abram, he became Abraham and he became wealthy. And well, the thing about Isaac and y'all correct me because y'all are the brilliant Bible scholars, not me. Um, uh, it was not in their lineage. They were not farmers. They did not plant crops. Is that correct? Right. Yep. Yep. First time where God had them do that. That was a new it wasn't an invention, but it was a new means of provision for that family, for that, mm. for, for that mm. line. And that mm. God's doing in this time is he's, he's releasing to us new, like you said, new ideas, new strategies, new things that we haven't tried before. And it's a new time. And we need to be listening for that because he's going to provide for us in new and in, in unique ways. Yeah. Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just I was just thinking ever since Jeremy actually started talking about the famine, I was hearing that that about that, that the Lord's calling up some Joseph. You know, I mean, what did Joseph do? He went through some 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 trials. I mean, but we have we have the promise. You know, his family's the promised family. Uh, I mean, it's it's you know the family that's going to be Israel, and then he goes to the capital, some city, you know, the largest city. But it's that he actually goes and he stores up provision for the promise of God for you know for that promise to be carried through and it wasn't easy he he had to go to a different land he had to be betrayed by his family 
he had to be betrayed by his, the, his uh, employment. And then he had to, and, and it was really a process. God was taking him through a process to prepare him to bring the provision for the family. So I think, um, actually, as you're talking about it, I'm starting to correlate some of the things in my own life, thinking, wow, I'm kind of in a Joseph season a little bit. But, but I was anyway, just say that. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, God calls me to just upsell everything and, and to start moving around the country. And I have no idea where God's taking me. I really don't. Um, you know, which pushes into in this season, what I've felt is, you know, I was talking about faith and trust and, and that, that really can't come without um, sacrifice. And I think that the church, so much of so many of us are being called in this season mm-hmm. to not to like lay down everything in our life because it's like, hey, I'm tired with work, so I'm just going to put it away and hey, God, take care of me. Like, I have faith in you, God, to take care of me because I just don't want to work anymore. But God's actually calling people to lay down the things that they're attached to, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe their work or their business or their homes or or, or things that they're, you know, it's like, I don't give this up. And the Lord's saying, you know, will you give this up and will you go, um, will you go somewhere else, you know? Um, and I think mm-hmm. that we're going through a lot of that right now. There's a lot of that going on. There is. There is for sure. So Mark. when we, what we what we've what we've talked about um, here today is, a, is about displacement. What we've talked about here today is about faith. You know, you know, it's it's like you know, planting a crop in the middle of circumstances that are not conducive any way, shape, or form for mm-hmm. a harvest. Mm-hmm. Um, what we've talked to we've talked a lot about today, and when we understand that a major component of faith is hope. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's very easy in the moment to be feel hopeless. It's very easy because there's such an onslaught and attack of hope. Um, when you realize that faith is um, the substance of things hoped for, when we understand that without faith it's impossible mm-hmm. to please God, mm-hmm. when we understand that faith is such a crucial component and currency of heaven, that in order to try and minimize that or try and destroy that in some way. you attack the very thing that's the fabric of of faith and that's hope um and so that's where a lot of the things that we've been talking about today though we haven't used the word hope um is actually all about hope um hope is creative you know hope is imagination hope is what you see hope is what you're declaring um you know hope is all of those sorts of things and and according to Romans 15, verse 13, we are destined to abound in hope. We are destined to have too much hope. Come on. Um, and, and if you get nothing else out of this call today, then to realize mm-hmm. uh, I'm entitled to, using that word correctly, I'm entitled to too much hope. Uh, I'm going to draw on heaven. I'm going to draw. I'm going to attract too much hope. Because if I've got too much hope, then that's going to fuel faith, but I'm going to have plenty to give away to other people who've right. really mm. been attacked by hopelessness, mm. Yep. Mm. by the removal, yep. of, removal of hope. Mm. Um, yeah. And so um, that's the very thing that we want to release today. Um, there's been lots of things released today that people will listen to this in the coming days and say, that was for me, or that was for me, or that was for me. And you need to grab hold of those things because they will all trigger hope. They will trigger 
that ability to be able to look and say, my best days, our best days, the best days of the kingdom are still in front of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and we should not lose sight. Um, um, we should not lose sight of that because it's not too difficult to think that the worst days are still to come. Right. That's easy. Yeah. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah, Kevin says, leave what you think is security and be secure in me. That's yeah. a good word, mm -hmm. Kevin. Um, great hat as well, Kevin. Yeah, come on. That is one darn good yeah, wedding you know. <laughs> Go ahead, Daniel. Uh, you know, what he's saying there is, what he's saying there is, you know, so you're talking about faith, faith is substance, we're talking about hope, you know, Faith is like having a friend standing behind you and you know they're there. You know that, that they love you. You know they're going to catch you. But trust is when you fall backwards and find out if they're going to catch you. And that's really, you know, yes, what you're saying is acting on the faith. That's what we need is, you know, we can we can talk about how good God is. We can talk about he'll take care of us, all those things. But when are we going to actually fall backwards and say, I'm testing this thing out? Like yeah. I don't have trust Lord, right? in what I have faith in. It's really good. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. yep. I feel like, yep. you know, really starting at the beginning of last year, um, it, as soon as the shutdown started happening, I felt like a, one of the things the Lord was having me say to our congregation a lot was that this shutdown is a lot like, you know, you're, you've been running a computer with too many tabs open. It, it you know, it just, it clogs up and, <laughs> and you need to reboot it, you know, to get it to do anything. Um, the fourth shutdown thing. And, and it was like, this is such a divine gift to us that so many things have been forced to be removed from our lives so that we can choose what we actually want our lives to look like and what do we want to be part of our lives to have in, that we're engaged with. And, and I've really felt like I needed to give that strong challenge to my people. And a lot of them are like, right on the edge of retirement. And I'm like, really actually pray about leaving your jobs. Like, 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 don't just not telling anybody to leave their jobs. I'm just saying, don't leave anything. Like make sure you put everything on the table for the Lord. Right. You know, like that, that he really does get to build your life and do anything he wants it to be. And we really are placing our faith and our trust in him and him alone. And, and that, that, I feel like that's part of that drawing away to him, that holiness piece, is it's letting him and his voice create our own sense of reality. And, and I want to just speak to the process of that just very briefly, because when you enter that process and he begins speaking things to you, it, 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 it'll be in this timeless place where if even though he speaks it, like it, he speaks it to you now. So it feels like it ought to be reality right now. But the truth is it needs to be built. And so it, it's like, OK, the question really is, God, what is the process of making that a reality? And then and then as he begins showing us basically what he, he wants the world's reality to be, we keep pushing them to create that in the world until it really does become a reality and that's how we partner with god in becoming co-creators with him into building this into the world and displacing 
the, the broken systems that are currently operating and replacing them with, with whole, like healthy systems that are built on the wisdom and values of God. It's mm -hmm. good. I wonder, I wonder guys, um, and um, if we uh, in probably coming to a conclusion, um, because we, we can still keep talking about all lots of stuff and it's great and it's wonderful. And it's been a really amazing event, you know, to be together. Um, but I wonder if there is just one thing that you could release as an mm -hmm. impartation yep, yep. to to people so that people are either listening to us now or listening to in the in the future uh, will receive an impartation um, from from us. So if we could all just think of one thing that we have a sense of or feeling of, um, and uh, if we if we go around the room, um, so to speak, and are able to release that, speak to it. Uh, it doesn't yeah. have to be long, um, yeah. but it could be something that you you're actually releasing, you're actually imparting to the person that are hearing. How about we do that? Is that okay with everybody? Yeah, I want to start with uh, Tim, who says, Amen, Peter, decluttering, coming aside to hear him and aligning with the others that he has for you to journey with family. Heart emoji, fire emoji. So absolutely, Tim, um, right on. Really, really good. And um, um, where do you want to start, Mark? Uh, well, I, I'm just going to pick up with what I was saying before because I yeah. just really feel that it's, you know like, I, I want to I want to release uh, an ability for people to be upgraded in their hope. Come on, um, that that to to not just only have hope for enough, but hope that is abounding, abounding hope according to Romans fifteen thirteen. So I want to speak to that, and I want to release that to people today and upgrade in your hope level that you will actually look at the same situation that you've been looking at and you'll see it from a different perspective. You'll see it so full of hope, so pregnant with hope, so empowered with hope. And so I want to release an upgrade of hope today that mm. the, it truly the, the best days are still ahead, even though there is this attack of hopelessness, even though there is this trying to rob of all hope, but it was an enduring hope. It's a hope of substance. It's it's a hope of expansion. It's a hope of power. And Father, we just I just want to release that upgrade today of that hope. Amen. Yep. Whoever's led to go, go. Mm. I want to pray impartation specifically uh, as God. I believe God is actually addressing, like I said, many false sources in the lives of his children. And that's in all love. He's drawing them to him like we were talking about it. He's drawing them into us into relationship. I know that's been the case for me. But specifically what I'm seeing is God is dismantling and deconstructing some of those things. There's been a disillusionment that's been coming to many. And as that disillusionment is coming, they're not realizing that what God's doing is he's taking things away that were never meant to be the source. And in revealing that idolatry, sometimes the response has been to get into, into offense and judgment of, mm -hmm. of what should have never had trust placed in it. Like Daniel was talking about where we've placed our trust. And so I want to release an impartation for grace to navigate with clarity out of false sources 
and into Jesus as our only source with no, with no access points for uh, negative disillusionment, offense, judgment, and unforgiveness to come in that would be deconstructive instead of constructive in drawing people to God. Mm, and so yeah. if that's you, I want to encourage you that there's some things that you maybe have placed expectations in and the Lord's saying they were never meant to have that expectation upon them. Release them or mm. release that thing or release that false source from mm. the expectation and say, thank you, Jesus, mm. that you're now establishing you as my source mm. in that area. And that'll mm. keep you from getting into offense and unforgiveness and judgments and things like that, because God is doing this for mm. freedom that he's setting you free. Mm. So good. Mm. Mm. Um, I want to take my impartation from three different scriptures. And one is in Psalm, if God is for you, who can be against you? And then uh, Revelation um, chapter five, where it says, and you have made them to be a kingdom and priest to our God, and they shall reign on the earth that we as the children of God are, are given that we reign on the earth and God is for us. So who can be against us? And then that we are the head and not the tail. So I just release an impartation of, of grace to really um, trust in the promise of God to like, that it would just even bypass our brain, but that our spirits would get it, that we would know that we know that we know that God is for us. Yeah, and that we reign on the earth and that we are the head and not the tail. And that we don't back down mm -hmm. from things and we take authority and that mm -hmm. we receive the fullness of what Jesus mm -hmm. gave us in these statements to mm -hmm. live on those mm -hmm. promises. I release that in Jesus' mm -hmm. name. Mm -hmm. An upgrade of courage. An upgrade of courage. That's what that is. It's a, it's a, a, courage, a courage increase or a courage upgrade. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And alongside that, I just want to release a confidence in your connection with God. So good. That mm. you really do hear mm. him, that, that all mm. uh, disappointments or false accusations or uh, just um, doubt, mm. just that you would find them falling away and just disappearing mm. from your mind and your, your, the, the anxiety stops and the worry stops and the what if stops and, and, um, and you would begin to um not test the lord in an unhealthy way but but it's the like the um taste and see that the lord is good <laughs> like that you actually mm -hmm. have to put the bite in your mouth to taste and see that he's good mm -hmm. and and so hearing him walking in it seeing that he meets you in that place and that his word to you was true and um you would have the lord would surround you with confirmations of his voice in your life so that you would have the confidence in your connection with him and and that all of the things that he wants to build through you would begin by having a deep thriving friendship and connection and relationship with mm -hmm. him none of it comes out of you performing but all of it comes out of you being connected and abiding in christ and so i i release that declare that connection and that confidence in your connection in the lord to those who are listening mm. Amen. Daniel, did you go? All right. Daniel. <laughs> no, so, so, uh, so I, I want to release the yes. Mm. Um, I want to mm. release people's mm. yeses that, that, mm. you know, the Lord is, the Lord is going about the earth right now looking for those who will just say yes 
Yes, Lord, you can have me. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord, you can use me. Yes, Lord, I'll partner with you. Yes, Lord, whatever, whatever it is, it's a yes, Lord. And so, mm-hmm. and so I just want to release people's mm-hmm. yeses. I want to just give an mm-hmm. impartation of peace mm-hmm. over the fear of saying mm-hmm. yes. That, that they will have a mm. peace to say yes and that the fear mm. of what they can't see or what the yes will bring into their mm. life won't control them not saying yes and so and mm. so i just want to release that peace over saying yes um, so it's it's mm. it's a place that, that's yes that's that's what i want to release yeah so good so good jeremy mm. Hmm. So, I have the good pleasure of releasing the blessing of the Father. Mm. Mm. The blessing of the Father mm. is no uh, slight thing. Mm. Hear me say right now that the Father, your Father, loves you. You have the full backing, the full stamp of approval. You have all the might. You have all the resources. You have all the joy, all the hope, all the yes of your father who loves you. Your father is proud of you. Your father is Mm -hmm. pleased with you. Your father believes in you. This is being stamped deep, deep, deep into your soul. And it is no small thing. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of thing that grows within you. Mm-hmm. This thing's going to show up when you sleep. This thing's going to show up tomorrow at work. This thing's going to show up as you're in conversation. This thing's going to show up when you're in your car. Mm. you're going to find that things that weighed on you don't weigh on you the same way. Mm-hmm. You're going to yeah. find the games man plays with you, you make sense to you and you know how to maneuver around. Mm. You're going to find that the problems that you were, that you were facing and the strategies that you were looking for, the solutions that just seemed unattainable are already there. And they're just sitting there. And the father says, here, you have these, I've given these to you. You do not have to jump through hoops to get anything from me. Mm-hmm. I've given it to you generously abundantly and I will continue mm-hmm. to give it to you generously and I will continue mm-hmm. to give it to you abundantly. Mm-hmm. So each one of you here on this call, everyone listening now and later, I bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless mm-hmm. you in the name of the Father Yes. with the Father's yes. blessing that encapsulates yes. everything you will ever need, want, or desire. He is, he is giving you. He has given you. Yes. He will give you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Never stop. Mm-hmm. And I will stop because I will never stop if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so good, Jeremy. Hey, Mark, can you read this in your Australian for Tim's sake? Okay. So. Okay. Uh, as for me okay. in my house. We will worship the Lord. I release the heart for family, that people will truly see one another as family. 
that his heart and love will manifest in and through these households like never seen before. The shift is happening. The old is drying up. New wells are springing up. Amen. Amen. He's going to have that be his new ringtone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like this is winding up, but before it... Yeah concludes can i do one thing it's a little bit uh out of left field if that's okay go for it yeah and i don't want to compromise right. anything and i don't want to delay anything but i would no I, I you're good you're good go for it okay cool uh throughout the call um god kept pointing me right here which you can't see what i'm pointing at but i'm pointing at peter mm -hmm. and um i don't have it fully defined but God is in the middle of a, a massive upgrade for Peter. Um, mm -hmm. Peter, you are coming into a new level in, in, in many areas, including your leadership, but in many areas. And I'm still trying to understand it because it's not just one area. A lot of times we speak mm -hmm. to an upgrade, an upgrade in finance, an upgrade in leadership, an up, leadership, an upgrade in ministry. It's kind of an all-encompassing upgrade that's pretty mm. kind of profound for me to try to understand at the moment. But I just wanted to speak to it publicly uh, here with um, your peers and um, just so that they could hear that and be aware of that. And I'm sure mm. they probably already recognize it as well. But uh, I just I just it would be a shame if I didn't take that opportunity to share that. And I'll be talking to you more mm -hmm. about it private as well. Yeah. About, Amen. About the details of it. But. Yeah. Amen. I received that. Yeah. Thank you, Jeremy. Okay. Yeah. Come on. Well, I'm going to, I felt like I wanted to get back to Tim's original point when we started this whole conversation off around unity being a position of the heart. And so father, we just release, I just release right now a spirit of reconciliation over the body of Christ, uh, yes. the ability to lay down their divisions and to no longer stand according to their divisions is in second Chronicles mm -hmm. five. It's when the priests came together and they no longer held to their divisions and they worshiped you with one voice and the trumpet sang on one note and everything came together that your presence came down in a cloud and filled the temple mm. to the point where no one could stand any longer. And so, Father, mm. I'm asking that you would reveal your glory through the removal mm. of divisions in the body of Christ. Mm. Father, I pray mm. for the ability for denominations to no longer carry the spirit of denominationalism that they would not think that their way is the only way or the right way, but that they would recognize their part in the grand scheme of the body of Christ. Father, that we would show honor for those that we disagree with, that we would show honor mm -hmm. for those that we have differences with, that this year, this mm -hmm. year where the house divided comes together, there would be such a revelation of reconciliation of deep humility in the hearts of the leaders in the body of Christ to mm. humble themselves, to bring mm. the sacrifice of reconciliation before they bring their gift to the altar. Father, I pray that there would be a radical transformation, that your name would be the first thing on their lips and the last thing mm. on their lips, and that the stuff in between would be about you and about your glory, not about their denomination and their wins and their victories, but that we would learn to celebrate one another. We would learn to celebrate what you are doing in each other in order to bury this hatchet 
that has divided the body of Christ from the place of authority to breaking relationships. Father, that you would mend the authority and the relationships in the body of Christ, that those who've been church hurt, those who've been in a place of real, really been feeling ostracized from stepping into the body, that they would be reconciled. And that, Father, I pray you would put this mantle of reconciliation on the leaders in the body of Christ to go mm -hmm. to those with whom they've offended and repent and ask forgiveness and reconcile, that they would learn how to lead in humility and in forgiveness in Jesus' name. Um, and Father, I thank you that you are repairing the breach and you're restoring the streets to dwell in, that you're causing this next season um, to be a season where it's not about what's happening in the natural, but we will feast on your abundance in relationship as a family of God in this season. So I release reconciliation over the body of mm. Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. In Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yep. Well, we got we got on and we talked we talked about the, the decade of the voice and the weightiness of glory that I feel mm -hmm. uh, right now because mm -hmm. because the voices released some things mm -hmm. here. Um you know, so just um from my side, I just want to thank you all for everything that you shared tonight and you know, just for the body of Christ, want to thank you all for everything that you shared tonight, you know, and the father, I know just so pleased with everything that's shared tonight that, um, because there's, there's been really some things released here. Um, you know, I think, I think obviously for those listening now, obviously for those listening later, obviously for each other, I've received so much here tonight, mm -hmm. but I also think that the angels have been commissioned, uh, by some of the things mm -hmm. that we've said. And, you know, a lot of times mm -hmm. the father's looking back and forth to see, you know, who's, who's, who's his. And, um, and it's just mm. like these words are released and the angels are waiting for the words to be released in order to, mm. to do what God's bidding. Yep. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, this Amen. has been a, a, a well, uh, used chunk of time. Um, yeah. and, um, I'm so grateful for each one of you. Um, does anyone else have any final thoughts before we go? Anything that you want to share that you feel like the Lord's put on you that we've exited impartations? What else is there? I want to give opportunity for that. Okay. Seems like we're full up. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Well, thank you everybody. Yep. Yep. It's been fabulous. We are going to sign off and um, mm -hmm. uh, hopefully it's not a full year before we get everybody in the same room again. Yeah, yes. absolutely. All right. Love you Definitely. all. Appreciate you guys. Yep. Love and you. with that. Love you, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.